Hi, everybody. Regional Victorians of Colour and Human Chapters are excited to engage in a partnership to deliver a special series of conversations about emergencies, especially the recent floods and their impact on members from the migrant communities. Today, we welcome Neha. Neha is from Shepparton, and I'll pass on the floor to Neha to talk about her experience of the floods. Neha, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Arti. <clears throat> Thank you so much for having me. Um, I have been in Shepparton since 2015, and um, I moved here from India, Mumbai. Um, and uh, it's um, this is home now. Yeah, I have two little kids and my husband, um, and four of us live in Shepparton. That's beautiful. So, Neha, we have recently had the floods. Um, tell us a bit about, set the scene for us and tell us a bit about your experience and your family's experience of these floods. Sure. Um, I'll actually, before going to the October floods, I'll talk a little bit about two days ago, there was... Um, there was a very heavy rainfall which turned into thunder mm -hmm. and uh, I got a call from my child's school to say that Asher is very scared and my my older one mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> sorry since the floods he has been very scared of water anytime it rains very heavily he says mom will you come to pick me up if it rains so that's that's been a bit of an impact on my um, on my five-year-old. My two-year-old is a bit too young to know what happened at that time. But going back to October, um, it was we we did keep like seeing the warnings coming on the phone that uh, we might need to evacuate, and they might. Um, and, and it was raining for the past couple of days before mm -hmm. the floods actually, um, you know, arrived came in Shepparton so um, there was rain yeah and we avoided going out a lot that time and we used to take our kids every weekend uh, to the park and all of that but we just decided to stay home because we could see that it was going to get worse uh, given there was um, uh, there was like bomb uh, website had like you know notifications going on and on and on mm. And so, to um, the day before the floods, um, uh, the, again, the notifications were really um, severe. So, we started to sandbag our house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, the kids could see what was happening. And um, especially my, uh, Asher, my older one, um, my elder one, he was a bit concerned. And we tried to, like, you know, really stay calm and um, give him the practical um, situation examples and just talk it out with him basically what was happening without panicking ourselves and you know no matter how hard we try to not panic or not show the the, the concern mm. faces of our kids they do pick it up mm. they do pick up that why what is happening why why is why are mom and dad like putting all these sandbags outside the house and then we were <clears throat> putting sandbags in the in the bathroom um in this you know everywhere where the water can come out toilets we blocked all the toilets we were putting up all the chairs um and tables like just lifting them off the floor and anything basically just preparing for the worst case scenario basically um and uh, yeah both the kids i mean Raid, my younger one um he was a bit excited to see all the 
you know, excitement around. And Asha, on the other hand, was like, there was two complete different reactions from two two kids. The elder one was um, concerned. The younger one was enjoying the chaos, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we got packed and... Um, that night where we knew that it can anything can happen the next day we we didn't sleep all night we have a facebook group for the um, avenue that i live in mm. there are about 50 houses here and we have a facebook group a private facebook group where there was constant notifications all throughout the night everyone was like you know just being alert and um, uh, people had drones where they were like um, flying over the sky to see what's happening yeah and they some notifications in there so basically everyone was watching out for each other yeah. <laughs> and um, the next day then there was the um the order to evacuate so in the morning um i remember this was around seven o'clock in the morning we got the notification that we have to leave mm. we have to leave the house and um, we had one bag packed with all our clothes yeah. um we filled up we have two cars so we filled up one car with all the um, all the our one bag with clothes and we just put it in there. We packed our medicines, we packed our passports, yeah. um, and we packed our cat. And yeah, and we just drove off to a friend's house who who lives in the middle of the city where it was pretty safe for them that they their house will not be affected by floods. And they were very, um, you know, they were very gracious and they said that you know you can stay here for as mm-hmm. long as you like. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think the the feeling of just, you know, putting things in the car and mm. driving off to somewhere else, um, not knowing what's going to happen, not mm. knowing that uh, if we will be coming back to the house or not, or, you know, we didn't really know how bad it was going to get, or yeah. how you know if 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 things will still be fine once we get back I remember making that drive from here to um, my friend's house and the kids were in the other car with my husband and I had all the things in my car mm-hmm. I was driving I didn't have time to call my family I didn't have try- time to um to like tell anyone and then I tried calling my mom from the car and her phone was disconnected and I wasn't able to get through her call I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'll give her a call once we are settled in but it it was I just I just needed to let her know that it is mm-hmm. you know and I um, sent her a message on her um, whatsapp I recorded a message and I did a very quick um, social media uh, post as well because I was getting so many messages and calls from my friends I mean I couldn't really go and let everyone know individually that we are fine yeah so I did a post saying that we have evacuated um, and we are going to a friend's house and we are safe. And that's all I said, three lines. And um, so that everyone knows that, you know, we are okay. And it was really nice to know that people care. People, you know, they they reached out to say that, how can we help people who are not in the blood zone? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when we went to a friend's house, we they made us feel obviously very comfortable. But it was just that watching the news constantly and um, seeing um, this the, the water come down from here. And it was, yeah, it was a lot of water that was just, yeah, entering the houses and everything. But luckily enough, after three days, um, water only came till our backyard. It didn't come inside mm-hmm. the house. And our house like was an island. We couldn't leave or we couldn't get in. Yeah. the avenue so there was like water surrounding um the entire avenue 
yeah people didn't leave were stuck inside mm-hmm. um and people who left couldn't come back inside yeah um yeah i can't even imagine how scary frightening that would have been and i would love to unpack that particular part a little bit more is um have you been through have you experienced these kinds of floods before in india um and if not your you talked about your children's um polar reactions but what about you and your husband and how what was that fear like i think the fear part completely changes when you have people depending on you yeah it escalates and then some because um back in india i have not faced floods but i have faced a similar life threatening um incident but it is nothing like this it was nothing like this because even though that particular incident was way more severe when it comes to mm-hmm. chances of life and death mm-hmm. and this one wasn't as severe as compared to the one i've experienced in india mm-hmm. but the fear that i felt with this one here was way more than i felt with the one in india and i think that was primarily because what if something happens to one of us as adults you know mm. how what I, it was like facing the situation the reality if it was one of us that was uh, you know something happened to us mm. what's going to happen to our kids and who's going to how we have no family here yeah and like as many migrants you know we we are here by ourselves trying to make a life trying to start from somewhere where you know hoping that it would lead our kids to somewhere yeah. and there was so many different situations even this house we've like put so much of our energy and so much of our you know ourselves into it and it's it wasn't handed to us we had to work hard for it and i'm like if it if we lose this house yeah given we have the insurance but that means that we'll still have to start again we'll still have to be without a home until we find something else until we have that money again to so it it was a, a lot of things um that were very some for summer and I, both of us and we both were um in a situation where we had to stay calm we had to not show that sense of panic to our kids because mm-hmm. it was it was a very learning experience for them as well to see that how mom and dad handle pressure yeah we didn't really want to pass that like you know we didn't really want them to react um in a panic way if they had they ever come across a situation like this so mm-hmm. um while this was happening we made sure we we speak it out with our kids yeah. um, we we sat down with them okay now this is going to happen and everything was practical even though we could have made into like a, a play situation where we are like just playing a game with them you know we are we are just going and because that's what our friends recommended one of our friends said you know what just make it into a play with them just tell them that it's a it's um just playing a different house for one day we're going but we both of us were on the same page luckily and we said that no we are not going to do that because we need to tell our kids what's happening yes they need to know that this is reality you know things like that this can happen and we want to set an example for them that how mom and dad handle the situation mm-hmm. um so uh, when this was happening we were talking to um asher and even rad he was he's he was uh, one and a half year old but even then you know we we were talking it out with him as well mm-hmm. um and in this situation age really shouldn't be something that you know, 
we should you know say that this he's just a baby we're not going to explain to him what's happening so the first thing we did was when it happened we kept him updated but this is happening uh you know we're getting the uh and the water can come inside and um uh, there's going to be floods but don't worry we are, we, we are going to go to um our friend's house and you know and uh, asha knows these friends very well we are going to stay there for some days until the water goes down and then we'll come back so uh, we kept talking talking through the whole situation with him and what we were also like showing him where we are going to put the sandbags yeah given that he did um it it does have that lasting and if he didn't tell him he would know eventually because all his friends were talking about it in daycare yeah. and it would only mean that why are my mom and dad not telling me what's happening so we didn't want to, him to be in a position where he finds out from his friends or from his teachers or someone else yeah um so we preferred telling him what was happening rather than mm-hmm. not telling him what was happening <clears throat> and even now like when it rains it scares him that we'll have to go through all of that again but yes. it gives us an opportunity to tell him that do you remember what we did when it happened yeah so then we go through it again and even when this happened when i got the call from the school we sat down together i after i picked him up i said but if it happens do you know what we'll do right he said yes mom we'll get the sandbags we'll be safe um yeah. you know we'll do it. so he knew basically what what we did to make sure that we all are safe and uh, we uh, got to a place where um we would all be together and we mm-hmm. would be with someone who uh, you know who can provide us that safe space to be yeah um yeah so it is just coming back to your question arti it was um a lot of feelings but all of that trying to keep that in check so that yeah. it does not reflect on our kids a lot um and yeah it it was um very scary as well yeah um and something hopefully 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 we don't have to go through with mm. again and if you i hope that um we are as prepared um i mean you know anything can happen any time but i just hope that um whatever natural disasters come to, come through mm-hmm. um that we as a community are prepared to know what to do and i always worry what if there's fires happen what if there's the uh, there's bushfires happening i don't know the first thing to do in bushfires i've never been through bushfires before so i'm like you know what happens then so it's some um, yeah something that we sit and google you know it's like is it and i feel like as a community we all should be aware yes. um as to what happens you know what's the first thing that we do if something was to happen yeah that's right um and i just want to acknowledge a really important point that you highlighted which was actually talking um with your children about the emergency situations taking them through what's happening in real time and what's going to happen which then would hopefully have mitigated that um fear or you know the almost that irrational fear when something actually did happen and they have to evacuate and and knowing why they're doing what they're doing um mm. so that everybody in that moment everybody is um doing the teamwork because it doesn't age doesn't matter everyone right. to yeah so no thank you for that point uh, the other question i had you guys um were prepared quite well how did you know what to do um and to what extent you had to prepare 
Yeah, that's a very good question. So um, when so we had uh, we were in a bit of a luck because my husband works for for Golden Valley Water, mm-hmm. so he gets um, being in like a semi government structure, he does get um, you know notifications if some something that they need to watch out for as a as an organization. So um, I guess we got lucky over there because we did have um, a sort of a heads up that um, this might happen, yeah. and all we did was we googled what to do if the situation happens and um, um, we found out that it was um, sandbags and um, uh, that to lift things off the floor yeah. and of course you know um, leave when we are asked to leave so those were the th- three important things that we had to do and then we found out that sandbags were being given at um, at um, I think it was Morupna where we collected the sandbags from. Yeah. So um, they were already being given out. So um, we just went and we got it. Yeah. Uh, just be prepared for whatever happens. So I guess um, we just lucked out over there to um, to to understand to know that this might happen. But if we didn't, I think you know we 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 wouldn't until we opened our Facebooks or some kind of social media where someone is sharing something. Yeah. Um, that's how basically we'd find out because we are not very much um, TV news people. Um, yeah. Our news is mostly digital. We'll um, we we usually go on Apple News or uh, uh, ABC News online mm-hmm. and just read it. We we don't really go watch the news on the TV. So I guess if if it wasn't for how we found out, um, it would have been through social media or someone telling us about it. That's yeah. right. And, you know, Neha, I'm thinking about people that are in a um, situation where they they didn't Google or they didn't have the capacity at the time to know what to do. And in which mm-hmm. case, if there were resources available prior to, to, to mm-hmm. educate people on what to do in, you know, if there's mm-hmm. a bushfire, if there's a flood, if there's an earthquake, like no matter what the disaster is, but in plain simple terms step one yeah. step two step three the basics yeah right. um, yeah so what happened during this right um as soon as i realized mean, we were at a friend's place um i was a part of uh the the group that was the flood recovery group basically the multicultural flood recovery group that was formed in shepparton and we created a whatsapp group where about um 40 or people from uh, different uh, language people who spoke different languages people from different backgrounds were added to that group and people who can contribute as in be there and help out so um from day three i was at the shepparton showgrounds mm-hmm. um for people who had evacuated the houses they were there and we were like um helping out with the food shelter um, clothes, anything basically translation required for I um, I speak Hindi, Gujarati, Marathi, uh, some of Punjabi. So anywhere I can help with the language um, barriers, I do that. Yeah. Um, so what we realized mostly that uh, people who were still stuck at home and then there was there were people, uh, there were volunteers um, who were working with me who were taking their big youths with like, you know, those big tires and going in the water, going in the floods, uh, mm-hmm. flood water to get people food because mm-hmm. uh, people who were stuck in the houses they couldn't come out they didn't have food to eat they didn't have any groceries so that was and there were also volunteers who were taking the the little boats and mm-hmm. uh, and and going in and giving foods and you know groceries to people yeah so uh, and the reason why they didn't come out of course because um they were they didn't know that this was going to happen and it's just rain you know rain doesn't 
harm anyone right mm-hmm. that was the uh, main um, thinking behind it that it's mm-hmm. just rain you know a little water is not going to hurt anyone mm-hmm. but and and in in reality it was just that it wasn't a crazy rain it wasn't really bad it was literally just rain like you'll see on a normal mon- monsoon day mm-hmm. uh, on a normal rainy day mm-hmm. um and but the the idea behind the floods was it was raining somewhere else yeah it was so heavy that it it came in the river and that river was the one that overflowed and that's why we had the floods it wasn't the rain over here that was happening that mm-hmm. that caused the floods but that wasn't a uh, common knowledge no. and uh, and the idea was oh it's just it just rain it's not nothing's going to happen but in the blink of an eye there we were yeah, yeah. um so uh, when when these volunteers and i wasn't one of them who actually went to the houses i was at, mostly at the show ground but the volunteers who did go to the houses and uh, to help people who were stuck in the houses this is what they said it just looked like rain you know we had no idea it's going to go this big so um we formed this whatsapp group now what what this whatsapp group did was uh, we started recording messages in in our languages mm-hmm. and then spreading it amongst people who spoke um our languages basically so uh, people who spoke arabic people who spoke swahili punjabi um mm-hmm. they were all like giving real time updates in their languages and passing it across their groups so there was this one main group where all the updates were flowing through yeah and then everyone else branched out to their communities and they were passing on messages that what needs to be done how you need to and then they were feeding back information um about what their communities needed um if it's food if it's nappies if it's in medicines any kind of it was literally covid 2.0 yeah. what we did covid when all the schools went into lockdown when when all the schools um you know 50000 people were in isolation at one point yes uh, and um, um, this is exactly what we did we formed uh, a whatsapp group and we communicated through that whatsapp group feeding information but there needs to come a point where this doesn't happen again where we yeah. we as you know people with families who have to look after our own families don't need to be the ones to leave everything and be on the ground to you know to save the day so to say you know of life yeah. for better for better word it should yeah. be the government it should be the council who is doing this you know we can be the people who are providing the information but we shouldn't be the ones taking our cars and going in the waters mm-hmm. to give food and to give all these regular things so how yeah. are they going to fix this is the question that we've been asking since covid and there's been no answer unfortunately <laughs> do you have an answer to your own question or thoughts around i do have some thoughts around it i feel like there needs to be a streamlined conversation with the ses services with mm-hmm. the council um with the state government because i don't think these three are talking yeah. and SES is like even during the floods um they didn't come on time um when needed they did come but it was very later and apparently the information wasn't wasn't like fed through them mm-hmm. so there needs to be a coordinator or there needs to be one person or one team of people who is connected to the multicultural communities or even really 
just this group just this whatsapp group that was there you know because they had literally every person in shepherd and who spoke that one language wasn't there who could feed back information to their community so literally even if this group if this there's a coordination between this group mm-hmm. um the ses the council and someone from the state department mm-hmm. um if if that thing happens um and you know it it could really mean that uh, the information has been fed to the right channels mm-hmm. um, i also feel my other thoughts around this are that this particular group of volunteers who came forward should be trained um to take proper actions during mm-hmm. say you know um um fires or uh, any kind of natural disasters they should be trained they should be given the proper training so they can take it back to the people that they connect with you know if if it's it's small steps but i feel like they would go a long way because even during the floods it was literally people doing what they thought was right mm. uh putting themselves at risk mm. um and only so that the other person could have some food yeah. right there were no proper protocols followed because really mm. who thinks about protocols when there's a life at stake that needs to be saved right yeah but in an ideal world they would they would be the what do you call the the black cards the military cards did come but there was literally after one week of us doing it ourselves mm-hmm. um but in, in in an ideal world there would be some kind of um resources that could have been provided to say that um okay day 2 we are going to dispose whoever the military people are to help out mm-hmm. not on day 7 so yeah. yeah that those are my thoughts around how this issue could be solved <laughs> and it's such an it's it's such an interesting point right now one one thing you mentioned was that knowledge around landscapes in australia landscapes in the region you're in because it may not be just shepparton it may be from somewhere else where a river is connected and that is so important to actually know what are these connections between towns bit within the region where if there was a natural disaster that connection could lead to something big right and that's exactly what happened with the floods um so that type of knowledge being disseminated to these multicultural liaison um groups if they were formed and actually really working through having regular conversations having reg- regular education sessions so everyone's in check um do we know what's going to happen yeah. and and you know we're in a point in time where we can't say it's going to be in the next 10 years or we can't we can't don't necessarily have those predictions right who know we don't know if it's going to be in 2 years we don't know if it's going to be in a year and a half like it's just mm-hmm. it's quite unpredictable at the moment mm-hmm. um so thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your experience and your family's experience with the recent floods and sharing your thoughts on how that could um what things that could be done and yeah um considered so hopefully this conversation will be useful in that regard awesome thank, thank you, you so much. much naya thank you